This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you and good morning and welcome. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, everyone. It is the Buzz Adams Morning Show as we begin another another week. We begin another month. Another month. Uh, that's right. This is our first broadcast day in the month of August. Oh, don't say that too close to Will Smith. Sensitive subject. What's that? That it's a new month? August. Oh, because of August Ames. Mm-hmm. Is that his name? August. Who's August Ames? Oh. I don't, August Alcina. Did you just name a porn star? Yeah, I'm real embarrassed. You just outed yourself? Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to think August, August. Augustus Gloop. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, there's some guys out there nodding their head right now. Oh, yeah. August Ames. I think there's a reason that um, she is the name that comes to mind, though. I believe she's the one that um, she killed herself. Yeah, she did. Yeah. So sorry about that, guys. Good morning. All right, let's uh, talk about what's coming up on the show today Move fast. Move a little fast. bit. Move mm-hmm. fast. Mm-hmm. Nothing mm-hmm. to see here. <laughs> well, a true American legend has passed on. We have lost one of the great actors. One of the great commercial pitchmen. What was he in? I, I, I literally just know him uh, for... That beat Yeah. Uh, was he in Cocoon? Yeah, he was in Cocoon. He was on the Waltons. He was in The Natural. He was in... Well, here. Oh. He was in... I'm trying to just think off the top of my head. The Firm with Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. I just read that book. Oh, book. oh, you know what he was in? Wasn't he in The Thing with Kurt Russell? Yes, he was. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing about Wilford Brimley. He he passed away. He was 85. He's looked 85 since he was on the Waltons back in the 70s. I mean, this guy has always looked like an old man. I mean, do a little math here. If Cocoon came out like 35 years ago, that would have made him what? Your age, yeah, and he played with in that with Don Amici and Jessica Tandy and all these actors who actually were in their seventies and eighties, and he fit right in because Wilford Brimley. I bet he, I bet as a as a baby he looked like an well, all babies kind of look like old men, but he came out with that mustache. Yeah, he had the mustache. He had the. Uh, I was going to say the, the the bald head, but once again, babies do kind of look like old men, if you've never noticed. It's yeah. actually true. So, uh, Wilford Brimley uh, passed away. It doesn't specifically say that diabetes was the cause of death, but I guess we can all, you know, assume it probably, you know, he had it for so long, it was probably a contributing factor. Uh, Sturgis is happening this week. Ooh, yeah. And it's going ahead, and they expect something like, so I've never been to Sturgis, but... Sturgis is a town of about 7,000 residents, Mm -hmm. and when they have this motorcycle rally every year, about 250,000, so a quarter million people. Mm -hmm. So Sturgis goes from being a town the size of, 
let's say Seminole, Texas, mm-hmm. to be in a town the size of Abilene just overnight. And I hear this year the residents are not for it. I mean, it's no, it's their it big event of the year, and, and the yeah. people that live there just wish they were not having it. And they, they don't expect people to be uh, social distancing or wearing masks. And I don't think uh, Sturgis is in a is in a mask uh, mandated state. It is not. And I was just thinking, like bikers kind of wear masks, right? Yeah, when you but see they somebody do when they're on the bike. Right. Yeah, so are, they, at least they should be social distancing when they're on the bike. Yeah, if they're not, they're not a very. Oh good. no, I'm too close, son. Not with their old lady riding on the back. Well, that's usually someone that. Haven't they you need. ever seen that shirt? Like well, somebody's riding a motorcycle. If you can read this, the B fell off. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Sturgis is scheduled to, uh, to get started, and they're going ahead. And uh, maybe the people that live normally live in Sturgis might be heading someplace else, maybe to Deadwood. Who knows? There you go. <laughs> uh, so we got that to talk about. Let's go and uh, find out what else we're uh discussing today let's start with sports headlines brandon what are you working on in your department which is sports well the florida marlins now have two straight days of no positive covid19 tests however the st louis cardinals are now a team that have multiple positive tests but one of the reports was oh there's been four positive tests that was all for the same guy okay well i was thinking the thing about the mar did you just call him the florida marlins yeah, I did that earlier, too, even when I was writing it. Um, and I caught it earlier. I guess I just didn't catch it right now. Miami as I, was ty- as I was typing it out, and then I looked, I was like, that looks weird. I'm like, oh, I'm still, you know, five years in the past where they were the Florida Marlins. They had so many cases, maybe it was a thing where it's just like a saturation issue. It's like, well, we got so many people that got diagnosed with COVID-19. Um, well, they The good thing is we can't not- have that many more. Yeah, they apparently were not um, abiding by the protocols because the whole team in Atlanta was hanging out at the hotel bar and they weren't abiding by the, the guidelines and the rules that the league had set in place. So, But yeah, so now you're looking at the St. Louis Cardinals as a team um, with potentially multiple um, COVID-19 tests. Oh, and the New York Mets lost Yuanis Cespedes over the weekend. Couldn't find the guy. Well, he didn't show up, and so he didn't notify anybody where he was going to be or what he was going to be doing. He just didn't show up, mm-hmm. and later confirmed that he is he, he opted is out, noping out for the rest of the season. Uh, there's a bench coach for the Dodgers named oh, yeah. Bob Guerin who was who was here. Well, I'll show you the video, and then we can talk about what's going on. But they're saying this kind of wraps up the problem with Major League Baseball. Here you go. This is the beginning of the gif. So he's wearing his wearing his mask. And then he pulls it down to cough to the side what? and then puts the mask back on, right. completely defeating the point of the mask. There you go. That's the... Uh, like it's hard to cough with this on. <laughs> I got to cough. I certainly don't want to cough into my mask. So uh, someone pointed out, this is not my quote, somebody else said, he's literally summing up the MLB season in one gif. Yep. <laughs> By the way, did you know that the masks are not are not required in the dugout. Yeah. They're mandatory on the field. Which seems weird, but... There's a lot oh, of... Oh, no, no. I got it backwards. Optional on the field. Mm-hmm. 
mandatory in the dugout. In the dugout. So I got it exactly backwards. So this guy, you know, that's going to be a problem if. And I don't even think the guy did it maliciously, yeah. but I think it's a thing where it's like either either you're not taking it as seriously as you should or you so misunderstand what the directions are that, yeah, this is not a good look for Major League Baseball and they've got a lot of other problems. I'm just not sure that this will play out in a way that, that this really counts as a season. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, entertainment news, Joanna. What are we looking at for entertainment today? Yeah, oh, my bad. No, I, yeah, I had it. I had it turned up, but not <laughs> this on. whole time. <laughs> Sorry, babe. I was at the back yelling the thing. He was in the thing. Nice. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Welcome. To I was the wondering. Show, I was though. like, she has nothing Thanks. to yeah. say about Bremley. That is very. Well, maybe right? she's all. You know, she's choked up over Wilford Bremley <laughs> passing away at eighty-five. Anyways, Sean Penn may have married his girlfriend, Layla George. A friend of theirs posted the news on Instagram, but then deleted it. Layla is 28 years old. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Sean Penn turned 60 this month. Congratulations to the newlywed couple. And she's the daughter of Vincent D'Onofrio? She is. I wonder if Vincent D'Onofrio... Edgar. 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 Give me sugar and water. I wonder oh, that guy? if Vincent D'Onofrio yeah, sugar, <laughs> sugar, sugar water. That's literally the only way I know him. Thank you. Oh, he's great. He's it, one of my favorite actors it, it of was, all time. It was Egger, but it, it didn't quite look like Egger, and he just asked for sugar water. Uh, so is is Vincent D'Onofrio older or younger? I think they got to be about the same age, right? As uh, Sean Penn. Well, Sean Vincent, Penn's what, 50, 58? 59, he's going to turn 59. 60 like in a couple of weeks. Vincent D'Onofrio is 61. Oh, okay, so he's a year older so, than his Oh my gosh, from Law and Order? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, but his most, his most, I think the role that Vincent D'Onofrio, yeah, Private Pile, is so famous for is Full Metal Jacket, where he was the screw-up who eventually killed Arlie Ermey in mm-hmm. the barracks before everybody shipped off to Nam. Uh, that was really... If he wasn't nominated for an award for that, he definitely should have been because he was really what incredible. What is the movie where he plays Orson Welles? Vincent Did D'Anofrio. he play Orson Welles in uh, uh, Wood? Ed Wood. Ed, Ed Wood. Wood. Yeah, he played. Yeah, right. No, he's fantastic, fantastic Great. actor. But I don't know what his feelings are about Sean Penn marrying his twenty-eight-year-old daughter. Uh, Lisa, news headlines. What do we have as far as news goes today? There's a storm a brewing. Uh, yeah, it looks like Tropical Storm ICS is heading to the Carolinas, and Florida has avoided any major damage. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we're going to get into the Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events here in just a few moments. Uh, Joanna, you're when you have entertainment coming up a little bit later. Did you see that uh, there are more celebrities that are coming out saying, yeah, Ellen's not all that nice. I did see. But I guess she has her supporters, too. There are other people coming out as like, no, Ellen is a delight. Right. But she can't control everybody that works for her. But did you see who some of the celebrities Uh, that are saying, hey, I can personally confirm. Brad Garrett from Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, oh, right, and Leah Thompson. And Leah Thompson from Back to the Future. And uh, Brad Garrett uh, said... Excuse me, you mean Leah Thompson from Howard the Duck. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, 
Brad Garrett says, sorry, and he was talking about her apology, so she put out a, a, an apology. And Brad Garrett says, sorry, but it comes from the top. No more than one who were treated horribly by her common knowledge. So maybe that, see, even that, though, would be second-hand information. It doesn't sound like he was treated badly, but he knows some people who've told him. It's like an open secret. Yeah, and Leah Thompson uh, from Howard the Duck replied, quote, (laughs) (laughs) true story, it is. Did you know Howard the Duck was the very first Marvel movie? Yeah, that's why he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, but Seth Green. You you might have assumed that Oh, well they must have made a, you know, a Spider-Man movie. No. They made TV shows with Spider-Man and cartoons, but Howard the Duck was the first Marvel movie. Yeah. Although there was a Captain America movie back like in World War II days, but Marvel wasn't called Marvel yet. They were still called Timely Comics back then. <laughs> yeah, all right, whatever. You know what? Mm-hmm. Lisa went 11 for 14 on Harry Potter trivia, and that <laughs> stuff was hard, and I didn't hear you calling her a nerd. So. It really wasn't because that Because we were cheering oh. for the Starbucks. I talked to... Yeah, I no, talked, we never mm-hmm. got from you. I talk, we never got, and you just got salty. And the, No, you got the $20 bill from no. the week before. It's fine. I ordered all of us I Starbucks. talked to so many people who were blown away by how you just rattled off all the stuff about Harry Potter trivia. It, it was pretty impressive, I have to say. Hmm. You weren't that impressed that day. You were kind of salty about it. Did you let them all know how mad you were? About no, yeah. I wasn't mad. Mm-hmm. Proud of my girl. Did you jump on Facebook to complain about it? No. <laughs> Dude, I... <laughs> I gotta take a vacation from Facebook. I, I re- I, you should. Like, I don't Facebook much. Like, hardly at all. But... I got sucked into this thing on Friday, and the next thing I look up, it's like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, we know. We know. We saw. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say, I, I've now gotten a taste, and I want people to examine, are you spending hours a day on Facebook? I think not. I think it's you. No, <laughs> there are other people that are doing it. Oh, no, I believe that there are other people, too. It's just that you, it doesn't make it any right, less now sad. that Now that I was cut, find out, found myself in the same boat, let me just say, as as one of you, we need to step back, quit wasting our time. There must be <laughs> billions of work hours every week that just get wasted because people are on Facebook. Mm-hmm. On the bright side, hey, our Facebook stream is up now. So, yeah. Come on. yeah, go so go to Facebook and check out the morning show because <laughs> we're live streaming over there. Yeah, now we no, we, we, we figured it out. It's on now. There's a rumor that Ellen just wants to end the show, that she she's just done doing her talk show, and that James Corden could be her successor. That could be a good replacement. Yeah. Seems to be kind of an upbeat dude. Musical. Genu- genuinely happy. Yeah, musical. Dances. <laughs> you know? Everybody seems to like him, but he better knows? bring back Crosswalk the or Crosswalk the musical because that's great. Oh, I love that. I mean, everybody everybody says James Corden is a super super cool dude, but we found out from Ellie he could be her old dick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for all we know, we don't know the truth. All right, let's take a look at our Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events. First of all, a few notable things about the month of August. August is golf month. No. Yeah, that makes sense. Put it in the hottest, most humid month of the year. <laughs> I think it would be more for the rest of the country that yeah. can't yeah, play a probably. lot of other time. 
August is American Indian Heritage Month. So I guess my dad's grandmother mm-hmm. was full blood Creek Indian. Okay. That's the so that would make my dad okay, so he'd be a fourth Creek Creek Indian, right? I believe you. So do you know what that makes me? Nothing. Yeah, because I was adopted, <laughs> and I had the thing worked up, and I was really hoping there'd be something exotic in there. You or couldn't you could... get more milk toast, pale face, plain God, nothing. Or if, or if you, uh, you're hoping to like pick up some like through osmosis from your dad, maybe. Uh, anyway, happy American Indian Heritage Month. August is also National Breastfeeding Month. It's National Catfish Month, and I don't know if the they're food talking or about, getting catfish. I don't know no. which one they're talking about. Like the show. Today is National Immunization Awareness Month. Uh, let me make you aware of that. People used to get sick and they would die from everything. Then they came up with immunization, and now people don't die from anything. But you've got some people who've got it so good that they decide, oh, you know what? We're going to be against that. The government's trying to track us. Yeah. Uh, that's called being like really, really dumb as a board, stupid. August is also National Water Quality Month and Psoriasis Awareness Month. As far as the first week in August goes, it's International Clown Week. Ugh. It's National Exercise with Your Child Week. Oh, Lisa, you don't like clowns? Uh, it just sounds like a weird... Let me make holiday. a note of that. Lisa, creeped out by clowns. Remember that year the clowns tried to kill us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a good time. I miss it. That was better. Yeah. yeah. I'll take the clowns. This is National Farmer's Market Week. It's also National Psychic Week. You don't need to tell them, though. <laughs> nice. They saw that one coming. <laughs> and uh, this week, the PGA Championships get started. Normally, that's in May, but that was moved because of COVID-19. So PGA Championship week is this week. Birthdays include Olympic swimmer Ryan Lochte, who is 36. What was his thing? Is it Cha? Was that it? Yeah. yeah. I always make no, that weird. Cha. 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 We're not yeah. getting exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Actress Evangeline Lilly, who played Kate on Lost, Lost and the Wasp. <laughs> lost. I got Lost, lost. and Wasp. Nice. Lost up. And Wasp in Ant-Man movies is 41. She may not weren't be they, the Wasp weren't longer. They, yeah, weren't they fading, phasing her out because <laughs> of some comments she made about COVID-19? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was like, business as usual for me. My dad is immune compromised. I'm still going to visit him. I'm not going to wear the mask. How's her dad doing? Disney was like, I hope he's doing great. I don't know if you guys are into football or not. And this (laughs) is a pretty obscure football player. So I doubt if you've ever heard of him. But apparently he's a quarterback. uh, Mm -hmm. Tom Brady, who plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Still weird to hear that. Is 43. Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady is 43 today. Giselle's husband? Yes, he is married to a mom, oh, if I okay. recall. Uh, had a bit part in, like, Ted 2, so I don't know if you've ever heard of him or not. Metallica lead singer James Hetfield is 57. And actor John C. McGinley is 61, who played Dr. C, Cox. yeah! Dr. Cox on Scrubs. How old is he, 51? 61. Damn, 61. Yeah. Oof. 
He was also one of the Bobs in Office Space. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys remember a TV show you would have had to see? Well, I, I saw it in reruns, too. It was the only way I ever saw it. Dennis the Menace. It was in black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you're yeah. aware that it was a TV show? Like yeah. the, mm-hmm. uh, Before Jay, it was a movie. Jay North, who played Dennis the Menace, is 69 today. And Martha Stewart is having a birthday. Martha turned 79. 79? 79? Yep, 79 and years old today. thirst traps on Instagram? Get it, Martha. What mm-hmm. What was her? Respect. What do you mean? She put a picture up on Instagram of her in her pool, but it was like a very... Have you seen pictures of her when she was like 25, 30 no. years old? Was she hot? Knockout. Oh. Like a model. Like she was Stewart. a professional model. In her 20s. The best search is Martha Stewart Young. Just put it <laughs> like that. I found oh, that. Oh, wow. Yeah, look at you, Martha, Martha. Stewart. <laughs> I love her. Martin Sheen. We got any Martin Sheen fans here? Martin Sheen's a good dude. Martin Sheen is 80 from West Wing and Apocalypse Now. and Well, I mean, you you... You could go on with the list of Martin Sheen's credits from here till noon. What oh, the, doesn't he do the life insurance commercials yeah. now? Yeah, I remember that one. What was the movie that he did with Charlie? Wall Street. Wall Street? No, no. no he did do he did do Wall Street with Charlie. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> of a different it's the, it's the army. <laughs> oh, God. where they're like that's the sound, sound of the men working on the chain. Train. Yeah, that one. Gang. Cadence? I think so, yes. What is where he played Kennedy? Because I've all I've, uh, I've watched the Goonies, and it's always when he's all like, "There's Martin Lincoln, Sheen, Martin Sheen," and then the girls all, "That's President Kennedy, you idiot!" He's like, "Whatever, he played Kennedy." <laughs> yeah. Uh, now I gotta eight, find eight, Was it was it eight days in October? Oh, it's something called Kennedy. <laughs> okay. Right. So Martin Sheen, Martin Sheen played Kennedy. That was a miniseries. And a real national treasure, a World War II veteran. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he might have got it on with Lady Gaga again. Oh. Not 100% sure, but Tony Bennett yeah. is 94 today. I mean, there's just a lot to really admire about Tony Bennett. Whether whether he, he hooked up with Lady Gaga or not, still, that man is a treasure. <laughs> and he is 94 years old today. Happy birthday to uh, Tony Bennett. And uh, happy birthday to the NBA, too. The NBA was formed on this date 71 years ago. So this was 1949. When Now, there had been leagues before. It was uh, Basketball Association of America and the National Basketball League merged to form the NBA on this date in 1949. Well, I told you that it's Martha Stewart's birthday. Yeah. And, but did I tell you that it is also Grab Some Nuts Day? What? And it's all about um, how healthy and nutritious nuts are. And, mm-hmm. that you're, you know, it's got some really good oils that are good for your body. Well, here's Martha. Tell, yeah, it's Grab Nuts Day. Here's Martha, who's also having a birthday, to tell Aww. you about it. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. I'm having a really hard time finding any pictures of this guy who's got his penis grafted to his arm. Mm-hmm. That's not blurred? Yeah. Like the whole thing? Well, yeah, it's all blurred. Oh. But we can't even see? I mean, I well, know. You, just have to, you just have to imagine what's under the blur. Well, I'm asking, <laughs> like, is it the whole thing? Like, are we talking about... 
Just a tip? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I don't want to get graphic, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. but I'm like... I'm going to look at a penis arm. There's so much. Amaz- like, the doctors also were able to give him a couple extra inches <laughs> because of this, but... Talk about Sturgis, first of all. The Sturgis Motorcycle Rally is is enormous in that... Well, Sturgis is, is a small town. It has about 7,000 permanent residents. But when they have this motorcycle rally every year, about a quarter million bikers come into town. Oh, yeah. Population in 2018, 6,943 people. Yeah, right. And the average population of Sturgis, uh, Sturgis 250,000. <laughs> Insanity, And this is a big year for Sturgis, too. It's the 80th anniversary. Uh, it doesn't officially start until Friday, though. But they say people are showing up early uh, despite the pandemic. They say it's a go. It's happening. And the streets are already filled with bikers, vendors, and spectators. They say, on average, the 10-day event brings in about 450,000 visitors. They say some of the people, they're already there. They say they wanted to beat the crowd or they needed a vacation and they were bored because, you know, everything else has a pandemic that's going on, but clearly not in Sturgis. Uh, Yeah, they said they expect the crowds to be good, but there is some people who are planning on not going. But for the most part, no, Sturgis is a go and it's already uh, starting up with the bang. So a couple of things, you know, Riding a motorcycle is one activity where, where before the pandemic, mm-hmm. a mask was something you probably wore. Mm-hmm. But bikers are known to be rebels, you know, and not follow society's rules. So what are the chances that all the bikers are going to oh, observe Jericho. social distancing? Probably, I don't even know. Do you want to know some of the concerts that are going to be there? Because that's what I like to know. What bands are willing to... <laughs> Brave, brave a pandemic to I'm perform. I'm assuming Jesse James Dupree. Well, okay, so he's on, almost always there. That's right. We have Lita Ford is going to be out there. Adelita's way, uh, trapped because you know <laughs> that dude's really oh, pulling off the handle, man. <sighs> the trapped guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, I am ashamed of you, sir, but uh, Fozzie. So Chris Jericho is hmm. going to be. I know I'm upset with him right now. Interesting. I'm, a, I'm about to tweet at that Does guy. That means Sebastian Bach's not going to be there. <laughs> I guess not. Uh, Kenny Wayne Shepherd, Night Ranger, uh, Buck Cherry. Oh yeah. Yeah, Jesse James Dupree. There he is. Saliva. D. Snyder. I guess it would be Twisted Sister. It just it's a picture of D. Snyder. So <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, Lit. Jackal. Stitched apart. Wow, it's like a who's who of. Yeah, like you. Uh, and then Bone Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yes! Reverend Horton Heat. I love Reverend Horton Heat. <laughs> no, I'm actually a big fan. He's uh, like the psycho Billy nice. King. Quiet Riot's going to be there. You know what? Actually, this is a this is a pretty... That uh, sounds lit. Right? If it weren't for, Fire you know, the, the whole... If it weren't for the whole pandemic, thing, I think this is pretty cool. I, know. I mean, not the trap part. But. Yeah, but the rest of it, yeah, that sounds like a pretty good like lineup. So, down. so here's something to think about. Um, these people come from all over the country, mm-hmm. and they might even be from places where they don't have a lot of coronavirus, either because it's real rural or it's just not in a hot spot, but they might get together, catch it, take it back to their communities, and yep. it could have some wider ranging. and. As an example, I was talking to my mom yesterday. It's my normally what I do on a Sunday. And she was telling me that they had their first cases in, in her county. Oh, no. And they also had their first death. Oh. 
Oh. And I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want it to turn political, but there are a lot of people who are saying, you know, they're seeing it in Oklahoma in counties where they had minimal cases since the Trump rally in Tulsa, meaning that a bunch of people went to see Trump. Those right. are also the type of people who probably think it's a hoax or I can fix it with hydrochloroquine or it's a lie or whatever it is. So they're not social distancing. I mean, you saw what happened to poor Herman Cain last week. So I didn't want to say, but it sounds like, yeah, even in my little hometown, uh, people are getting it and you just have to wonder, you know, did people go up there for the rally, catch it up there? And you also got to wonder, well, is this just going to be like a, a convention for coronavirus that then gets taken back all over the country by these people who are going to Sturgis? Maybe they should not be having it. I think I agree kind of with the you know, residents they did a of poll. Sturgis. Yeah, they did, a, they did a poll of residents, and I think there was a pretty uh, large majority that said they think that they should be postponing this. They should not be having it. Let's talk about penis arm guy. I really am having a hard time. <laughs> I was going to look it up. Find, yeah, it's penis impossible to find guy. a clear picture of it. And this is they the, have pictures of what it looks like now that they have removed it. Like there's a scar there. Oh, it's gone already. Yeah, I thought he was. Where is it have, now? I thought the story Ooh, was between his legs. <laughs> oh. oh, but why did he have it on his arm in the first place? It oh. fell off from an infection. Oh, oh. okay, but from what, his arm or from in between his legs? From between his legs. <laughs> Let me read a little bit of it. Yeah, it fell off. He, he was wasn't. He, born? he wasn't born with it on his arm. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> But I thought he was going to have to have it on there for a couple of years. Yeah. Is what I thought the story said. So uh, this guy is 45 years old, Malcolm McDonald, not to be confused with Malcolm McDowell, McDowell. (laughs) Uh, lost his penis to a blood infection, but has become the first man in the world to have a new one built on his arm. The 45-year-old man was even given an extra two inches by surgeons. <laughs> oh, okay. Have you, right. seen so some of the, have you seen some of the headlines of this? <laughs> I found one that says, What the Dickens? Man who lost his penis to blood infection has it grown on his arm. That's a good one. <laughs> you got some more? No, that's just the best one I found. <laughs> uh, Malcolm is a mechanic, is desperate for his 50,000-pound appendage which he has nicknamed it has a name it it does do you want to hear it? fifty thousand pound as in money correct <laughs> yeah because that would be very oh, heavy oh right right pence British. I sh- <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh he, it, it, there's a thick accent this guy sounds like he's probably from from the north of england maybe the midlands but uh <laughs> there's a there's a pretty <laughs> thick accent going on here <laughs> okay i got nothing yeah Yup, got the <laughs> HIV. Double feature screen. Yup, goes straight to DVD. Not bigger than a bridge. Yup, look like a little kid. Matt, <laughs> look large like the Charger. Name Yup, like a 14. Matt, rocking the stage, right? Yup, suffer stage fright. No, just me? Just me knows the song? <laughs> look um, like Gary Coleman. What? <laughs> <laughs> So it, it's Did got great. I didn't understand him at all. Yeah, I know. It's hard to believe that's English, right? Yeah. So it's got a cartoon picture of what it looks like, but <laughs> they reconstructed it 
attached it to his forearm. <laughs> and part of what he was saying that I could make out oh, okay. was that he can't go to the pool. He can't wear a Why? shirt sleeve because he'd be showing his because dingling. Because there's a thing there. Yeah. You can't expose your, your junk, man. Oh, he was saying, I thought you I, meant now he can. I'm like, it's that big now? He That two inches, was that helpful? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my goodness. So... For two years, I'm gonna. After losing my, I felt a shadow of a man. My life really fell apart because I had no self confidence. Right. So uh, he said that he started drinking pretty heavily because he was so oh, bummed no. out about it. And then eventually, they came up with this thing. He's the first guy it says to to that they've done this with, but. Uh, they grow grew him some new junk on his arm. Brandon, it's your understanding that. That it's not on his arm anymore. No, because I think I, I've seen pictures of what it looks like now, and there's a um, there's a scar on his arm where they've removed it. All right. At least that's what I saw in some of the articles. Let me see if I can find one of the ones that I found and send that oh, to you. Okay. So you can yeah, see. yeah. He got the procedure done. Yeah. Yeah, but how long did he have to have it on his arm? It wasn't like, like a two. short amount of time. I thought it was like a year or more. Two years. It, two years that he had to have it. And he couldn't, you know. <laughs> did he you hear who could wear a short sleeve shirt? Who did the surgery? Oh. His name is Professor David Ralph of London's University oh. College Hospital, also known as the Penis Master. The nice. Penis Master. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Hey, the podcasts are up every day. You can check out a kind of like a condensed version of the morning show by subscribing to the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. If you had uh, subscribed like months ago, you might have to uh, subscribe. Just go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, search for Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. It's there. Rockstar 101. What's uh, what's going on with Rockstar 101, another podcast that Brandon does? Uh, Rockstar 101, it's going up every Fridays and Tuesdays. That's the podcast that I do with Shim Moore. He's the former lead singer of Sick Puppies. He's going to be on a new Royal Bliss song. It's going to be released coming up on August 14th, so we talk about that a little bit. Um, And then we also talk about Brent Smith, because somebody had asked us, a question um, about Brent Smith. Uh, you know, is he as cool of a guy? Is he really that humble? And Buzz and I got to interview Brent right at the beginning of the whole COVID nineteen stuff because they were remember, lead Shinedown, singer of Shinedown, right? Yeah, Shinedown was supposed to be coming to El Paso, so we got to talk with him, and he is. I mean, anytime I've been around the guy or been able to chat with him, now Shim is able to give a more personal perspective because my interactions with Brent have only been on a more professional level as like an interviewer, interviewee. Um, but Shim has, is, you know, he's friends with Brent. So he was able to kind of answer that. So if you want to check it out, uh, Rockstar 101. You okay? <laughs> what are you doing? Joking. What's going on? Joanna, tell me about uh, the What the Buzz podcast. Choking on what that. is that about? Once a week or every Choking other? That's about once a week or once every two. Ooh, and y'all sponsored now, right? Kind of, yeah. We're a little bit sponsored by Coffee House of Hell over on Lee Trevino here in the town in which we live in. No, that sounds about right. Y'all, I was the same. Like y'all would be. Mm-hmm. It ain't heaven that's coming after you two. Right. Well, we have a new episode up uh, because Emily's schedule is a little different. It is a little hard for us to get together and record a podcast. But our new episode is back up on Spotify, anywhere where you find your podcasts. 
And you can subscribe to that one yes, as well. Yes, you can. All right. Let's get back into our news headlines. Lisa's going to pick up uh, wherever we left off. All right, Lisa, what else is happening? All right, let's go ahead and hit our COVID update right now. Uh, Australian state of Victoria has declared a state of disaster after COVID cases went up again. Millions of people on lockdown, including nightly curfews, limits on trips outside. In Manchester, England, a major incident has been declared because of new outbreaks. Mexico now has the third highest number of COVID cases or COVID deaths with 47,000 known fatalities, second only to U.S. and Brazil. Speaking of Brazil, at least six top government officials have now tested positive there. Experts agree that August is going to be a pivotal month to see if Latin America, if they're able to curb the skyrocketing number of infections. Meanwhile, in Berlin, a large crowd of far-right groups gathered to protest the German government's coronavirus restrictions. The end of last week, Germany recorded 955 new infections in a 24-hour time span. It's the highest number since the beginning of May. And students, they're already heading back to school in the U.S., but and plans to keep COVID out of the classrooms. There's already seen some cracks. An Indiana junior high school student tested positive on the first day back after attending class half the day. Another student in Mississippi tested positive after the first week of classes. And Georgia's largest school district has confirmed that at least 260 employees have either tested positive for COVID or been exposed. In areas where the school hasn't started yet, leaders are still considering their plans. New York's Governor Andrew Cuomo says he'll make a decision later this week about whether schools in his state should plan to reopen or not. I did see a lot of that this weekend. People are talking about, like, for instance, teachers who have like six or seven periods in a day. If they were to test positive, do they isolate for two weeks? And if they do, do all six of the kids that they were exposed to in class are all of them going to have to isolate and if there's 30 kids in a class and then six periods in a day like how it can just snowball from there um what's going to happen a luxury department store lord and taylor has filed for bankruptcy protection along with its owner the oldest u.s department store chain began operations in when do you think buzz lord and taylor yes i never heard of them uh, 1826. Damn. Yeah. They had to close 38 brick and mortar stores back in March due to the outbreak. They've been operating online and they say that the pandemic has sped up the demise of the chain that was already teetering towards closure. Um, families of several frontline workers that were infected and died from COVID are now suing their loved ones employers. Relatives argued that they should be compensated since family members weren't adequately protected during the pandemic. Uh, They say this is the first wave of action that they've seen, but lawsuits have been filed against some of the biggest, uh, quote unquote, essential brands that were out there. Walmart, Safeway, Tyson Foods, healthcare centers, nursing homes and more. Unions and consumer advocates say the covid relief bill pushed by Senate Republicans are going to make it even harder for workers to seek restitution if they do get sick while on the job. A cruise line attempted to resume operations amid the pandemic. And it's now on hold because of an outbreak. Norway's uh, cruise line suspended operations uh, today after at least 40 staff and crew from one of the ships tested positive. Hundreds more potentially exposed now and awaiting test results. They said that they were flying or that they were sailing out of Norway and they say they're tracking all potential cases. But it's not going to be easy because it involves two separate cruises, one that went out on July 17th and another that went out on July 24th. The pandemic also appears to be reigning in the world's craving for beef. Uh, a United Nations agency has reported that the production of beef 
uh, is expected to fall almost 3% this year to be the second straight annual decline after six decades of steady growth. Uh, beef consumption is dipping, but chicken consumption is growing. Pork holding steady. Uh, but climate advocates say this is encouraging since emissions from beef production about 10 times higher than those of chicken or pork. When they're talking about emissions, right. I'm going to ask you, when they're talking about emissions from beef production, are they talking about cow farts? Which animals fart the most and Mm -hmm. which ones are the biggest problem? There you go. Exactly. Do pigs not, you know, pass gas? Uh, Cows are notorious, really bad uh, for gas, being gassy. So, okay. And we heard about a salmonella outbreak that happened in 30 states and they couldn't figure out what it was from. Did you guys hear that story? Was it just Uh, me? Yeah, this was all over. So Is there, this the, the chicken story? No. Mm. So there was a salmonella outbreak that was happening all over the country, and the, the health officials couldn't figure out where it was coming from. They finally solved it, and it looks like 400 people have had salmonella infection due to red onions. Uh, they say that they have identified finally the company. Uh, they said that Thompson International from Bakersfield, California, uh, they are recalling all varieties of onions that have... Uh, potentially been contaminated or or any kind of cross-contamination from these red onions. But they said that the recall is going to include red, white, yellow, and sweet onions from Thompson International. Um, CDC says that the salmonella has sickened 396 people and 60 have landed in the hospital. There was a story about salmonella cases. I don't know if you'd call it an outbreak, but they had gone up. And Mm -hmm. what they pinned that on was so many people have started keeping chickens like in their backyards. Yes. And that that has led to a bunch of salmonella cases. That yeah, that did come out uh, a couple weeks ago. We brought it up in news actually. They're saying if you keep chickens as pets, uh wash your hands whenever you do come in contact with them. Is that what they're keeping them for for pets or for the eggs? Uh, both. Or, okay. I I know I know a few people that have that just have like baby chickens just for pets. They like them. They think they're cute. All right, so we heard about the mystery seeds that were coming to Americans from China. Well, we have now identified what some of those seeds are. And no, unfortunately, there is no little shop of horrors. Nothing like that. No more. Not so much. Uh, Yes, the U.S. Department of Agriculture says that they have identified 14 different types of plants. They say it's a mix of ornamental fruit, vegetable, herb, and weed species. They say things like cabbage, hibiscus, lavender, mint. Morning glory, mustard, Morning rose, glory. rosemary, and sage. <laughs> Is that an urban dictionary thing that I don't want to look up? Morning glory? Yeah. It's what a lot of people call their, uh, their uh, what did we call it? The, was it presidential time? I don't remember. Executive time? Executive there you go. time. Executive there time. There you go. It's your morning glory. <laughs> yeah, they say it's a... Uh... Like your morning poop? Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. Your morning glory. They do say, well, obviously planting some of these seeds isn't something that'll endanger the environment. They haven't been able to identify all of the seeds that have been found yet. But that does sound like a very beautiful garden with lots of cabbage and hibiscus. So what's the, why were they going out to people who didn't order them? So apparently this is something, uh, what they do to raise their reviews. So like if they send you something unsolicited. Like, hey, I got some mystery seeds. Extra star. But they can say, oh, well, see, we delivered a product to them. So obviously this review and then they'll review something on their website pretending that you've reviewed it. So I, I, I forgot that what it's called. It's some sort of phishing that they do. But this is what some websites will do to push up their uh, their stars on their reviews. 
to make it seem like they have better reviews than they actually do. And it was, they said it was from China. Is it exclusively from China? Mm, I, for the most part, I believe so, but they don't have like a, tr- a business by business or company by company breakdown of it. Okay, Trader Joe's. It looks like they have re-examined what some of their names of their products, like for instance, Trader Jose, Trader Ming's, and uh, some of their international food products. It looks like Trader Joe's, though, they're going to go ahead and defend the names. They say that they want to be clear. We disagree with any that any of these labels are racist, and we don't make decisions based on petitions. Ooh, snaps from Trader Joe's. Well, it was just a change.org deal anyway, right? Yeah, that's why they said. They're like, we don't make decisions based on petitions. So they were saying, uh, you know, they sell some Mexican food. So on the Mexican food, the brand is called Trader Jose's. I, n- I didn't get what Trader was so... Trader Giotto's, is that Italian? Giuseppe would be the Italian version of Joe, I think. Let me look. Trader Giotto's. Let me see what they Joe is one of those names that there's there's kind of like a version of it in yeah, every western language Ooh. what is okay yeah trader jose's trader ming's trader jacques for Fr- french food yeah oh yeah That's great. <laughs> that this, is great. this is actually really interesting i'm glad we're learning about this <laughs> it's like in chef gusto's frozen foods from ratatouille there you go yeah i imagine that when they arabian joe <laughs> do they just call it arabian <laughs> joe Okay, well, maybe that one they could look at. (laughs) But it sounds like the kind of thing that when they they started doing it, however many years ago, Uh it was was probably to try and be more inclusive of cultures. You know, it's like, well, if we're going to sell Mexican food, we ought to call it Trader Jose's. Does this mean that we're going to actually start to realize that not everything's racist? And that we need to take things kind of case by case and intent. It's going to start to come full circle. Here. Well, and that's the thing is that intent does mean a lot when it comes to this. It's not to say that ignorance is a viable excuse, but intent is a lot to do with with circumstances like this. I'm kind of team uh, Trader Joe's on this, to tell you the truth. Yeah, because at first it, they made it seem like they were going to be changing it. Uh, But now it looks like the grocery store, they released a statement on July 24th saying, uh, no, decades ago, our buying team started using these product names and they still do. And they say that it was to show an appreciation for these other cultures. There is one, Joe, that I'm very offended by. Who? Joe Mama. (laughs) (laughs) Glad you walked into that. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, we're going to get our entertainment news. Joanna's standing by to bring that to us. Coming up here in just a few moments. Well, I don't think you've included this, but but I'm going to mention it because it sounds really exciting. Uh, there's a report that the people who made Sopranos mm-hmm. and Boardwalk Empire... You mean HBO? No, but also uh, the movies Goodfellas and Casino so are like all working together. Thing? Yeah, it's it's going to be a mafia show. And that it's going to be from the people who brought you Goodfellas, Casino, The Sopranos, Boardwalk Empire. Oh, it's not the people that brought us The Godfather, is it? Dude, Godfather? <laughs> God dang it. So from that, I guess uh, Terrence Winter, right, is the guy who did sure. Sopranos and Boardwalk Empire. And Scorsese, is that who they're talking about? Who did Goodfellas and Casino? 
Well, that, that's got my interest. It definitely has my interest. How did more. you like? Uh, I was going to ask you. How do you feel? Did you start the Umbrella Academy yet? Yeah, and I I realized when I started watching the new season of Umbrella Academy, I don't think I finished the previous season. Because like I, <laughs> I don't remember. I mean, did they do? Do they do a recap for you? No. And oh, so you no, know, you go in cold, God. and I'm like, the moon blew up. <laughs> well, no. So I, yeah, I watched, I was going to watch the last episode from season one just so I could have a refresher. And I actually had to watch the last two episodes yeah. because the the last episode started. I'm like, wait, how'd that happen? Okay. Now I need to start over again. So I, I, yeah, I did episodes nine and 10 of season one. That's what I should have done. Yeah. Cause then I really should have done that. And I, I've done that already with the boys on Amazon because mm-hmm. it's coming back like in a month and it, I've forgotten how much I, how much I really enjoyed the boys. Yeah, Umbrella Academy, really good. It's got one of my favorite actors in it, um, Tom Hopper. Huh? Who? Tom Hopper. Who's Tom that? Hopper. He plays uh, Luther. Oh yeah, he was from Game of Thrones. Yeah, he was also on Game of Thrones. Uh, I was Not going him. with um, Cameron Britton. He was oh, the Hazel. Guy. He, yeah, he plays <laughs> Hazel, and he was spoiler also, alert. Um, Ed yeah, Kemper. I hope. I, yeah, Ed Kemper. I hope you enjoy all the. Uh, three minutes that he's in the new season <laughs> <laughs> for real though um no it's really I, yeah he's really there really good. Are, there are a couple of things that i really have some questions about so there's one one guy uh, the guy played by tom uh tom hopper mm-hmm. who's got like he's got the the body of a gorilla or yeah. whatever i mean he's just huge and he's gotten involved in some kind of underground illegal fighting bare knuckle boxing but nobody seems to even be bothered by the fact that the guy's got a gorilla body. Like, well, nobody I, even comments on it. I think because it, it, they're supposed to make it seem like he's just really big and hairy. <laughs> like, when I look at him, I just it, think right, he's I like a hairy a, dude. Yeah, but... I don't see the... Uh, the the, the gorilla? Pri- primate. Yeah, I don't see that kind of... Body. I, I just see, like, a really hairy guy. And so I don't think about that. You know who I really like is Aiden Gallagher. That's who plays number five. No, he doesn't play number five. Or maybe he does. Yeah, that's number five. The boy. The little boy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his name's Aiden Gallagher. I was thinking, okay, he's probably like 32, playing a teenager. He's actually 16, and but, he's but that's really I mean. great. Yeah, he's so good at just getting those mannerisms of a of an old 45 man. year old yeah of our 50 year old and so he, just the, his whole attitude and the way that he acts he's really really good they do have some great actors and actresses on this what's, show I, I what's the guy's name that plays the the seance guy <laughs> he's really good uh, he klaus? Does this, yeah klaus he does this whole this actor decides to play this character kind of like J- captain jack sparrow mm-hmm. and it's really oh, really awesome. good yeah he's great yeah robert, his robert sheehan robert yeah. sheehan and and especially in this season they have him kind of flip between two different personalities and he really does well kind of switching between the two uh, but yeah, I mean, just that the whole series, and then especially the fact that this is all Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. This is his baby. He created this series. I mean, who knew he had it in him to make this? Okay, it's a, it's another fantastic. question, and this is only a spoiler for the very first episode of the new season. Okay, what exactly are the big monk, the big gorilla guys' powers? Because in the opening scene, a, a couple of them actually. There's an opening scene where they're fighting these Russian soldiers. Uh huh. And they shoot him with like a rocket-propelled grenade, 
or a, uh, something out of a rocket launcher, and he shrugs it off. Then he's in these underground fights, and like regular humans are are standing toe to toe with him. It's like, wait a minute, how strong is he? Also, how's this guy able to knock him out when a when a grenade, a, a couldn't, grenade couldn't take him out? So there's a there's a scene actually where they. Uh, they go through all of their powers and they're explaining it to someone. I won't say who it is, but they're they're explaining what everyone can do and they just say super strength. But I do understand where you're coming from because if it was maybe just his back, I don't... <laughs> then there's a guy who's kind of like a Batman. I mean, he's just like a really good fighter and he takes out like a whole squadron mm-hmm. of battle-hardened Russian soldiers and then the next... Th- again, spoiler alert, but... It's it's only in the first episode. He's locked up in an asylum, and he can't take out one chubby in, unarmed intern, but he could take out an entire squad of Russian soldiers. It's just, I don't understand it. You know what I'm talking? You you've seen it, right? Yeah. You, am I right? Uh, I, I I kind of is. It, it's one of here's one of here's my main criticism of Umbrella Academy. Their powers always seem to fit whatever the plot needs at the time, and they're mm-hmm. always varying based on what the needs of the plot are at the time, and it's a little bit annoying. I think that, okay, so I'm, I'm looking up now, I'm at the wiki fandom, uh, so Space Boy, uh, youngest person ever to be an astronaut. Um, Four years on the moon. Yeah, disastrous mission to Mars. Uh, his head was attached to the body of a Martian ape. <laughs> oh, I didn't has, know it was a Martian ape. I, I guess so, and has gained all the physical abilities of one. Uh, See, they left that out of the series just because it was too goofy. You know, there's some things that are that are okay for comic books, but they're too goofy to put in a movie. Yeah, so it says show. here, yeah, when he f- first started living at the Academy, he displayed enhanced physical strength and resilience, so kind of like a Wolverine type of thing. Uh, dedication to succeed led him to excel at flying and shooting. Ruthless leader uh, became the favorite and known as number one. Uh, so yeah, so I guess it's uh, the strength and resilience and then I don't know where the Martian yeah. ape... The strength and resilience really comes into play when somebody's shooting a rocket-propelled grenade at him, but not so much when he's just in an underground fight because... Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's always here. like a, it's it, it's always like a tightly contested thing. Yeah, Sir Reginald performed surgery, experimental surgery, by transplanting his head onto the body of a Martian gorilla. So in the show, in the series, they have it that he's injected with the blood. I guess a talking goldfish who smokes is not too outrageous, but a Martian gorilla is where they draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> have you gotten to that episode yet? Oh yeah, I, yeah, he's great. Uh, no, yeah, I'm on episode, I'm almost done with episode eight, so I I'm only on have four. two more. Mm. Yeah, it's good. All right, that's Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to keep watching mm-hmm. it, of course. Let's get our entertainment update with Joanna Barber. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Congratulations could be in order for Sean Penn if the reports are true. The 59-year-old has said I do to his girlfriend Layla George. A friend of theirs posted the news on Instagram then immediately deleted it. The 28-year-old is the daughter of Vincent D'Onofrio. This marriage will be Sean's third after Madonna and Robin Wright, with whom he shares two children with, a 26-year-old son named Hopper and a 29-year-old daughter named Dylan. So far, there hasn't been any confirmation on the news of their marriage. So the the 
the girlfriend, the 28-year-old, is the daughter of Vincent D'Onofrio, who's a fantastic actor. He is great. And she is a year younger than his daughter. Oh, Sean Penn's got a daughter that's older than... A 29-year-old daughter named Dylan. I'm telling you, it's a little weird. Thank you. You think that's a little weird? It's a little weird, yeah. Oh, you know... I think Vincent D'Onofrio is like 61... So he's like a year so older than Sean Penn. So the girl probably was like, look, he's younger than my dad. Well, well Catherine it, McPhee and uh, her husband make it work. And <laughs> his daughters are like, I think some of them are significantly older than her. I oh, guess, yeah. And they live with one of his daughters. If you're the 28-year-old and you're marrying a, like a 60-year-old dude, I guess you just have to ask yourself, mm-hmm. am, I okay, am I okay playing Pinochle every night for the rest of my life? I, that sounds amazing, actually. <laughs> I, I, set me like, up. Okay with it. Sounds amazing. Also, before you get into a relationship like that, ladies, ask yourself: Are his kids the kind to contest a will or not? <laughs> back to the future star Elliot Thompson. Back to actor Brad Garrett's claims about mean behavior behind the scenes on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Last week, Garrett, a six-time host on the show, said in a tweet that he knows more than one who were treated horribly by the host months after allegations of behind-the-scenes bullying and mistreatment came to light. Garrett said the onset behavior was common knowledge. Uh, Thompson, in a tweet Friday, wrote, True story, it is, after news reports indicated the show is is the subject of an investigation of staff experiences on set. Although DeGernis has not been accused of any wrongdoings, wrongdoings, employees claimed they were uh, told not to speak to her if they saw her in the building. One former employee said that they were fired after taking a month of medical leave following a suicide attempt. Last week, the TV hosts sought to shift the blame for the toxic environment in an emotional apology to her staff. But Garrett dismissed her claim saying, sorry, but it comes from the top, The Allen Show. And finally, Wilford Brimley has passed away. He passed away on set. (laughs) He was 85 years old. His agent says that he had been in the hospital with various issues, probably including the diabetes. He was also on dialysis. Say it right. Diabetes. 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 It's still one of my favorite memes of all time. It's the picture of him (laughs) and it says, she said she wanted the D, so I gave her diabetes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, go back and watch Cocoon. Wilford Brimley, I assumed, was in his 80s back when that movie came out. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. like 35 years ago, right? Yeah. Go watch, uh, he um, used to be on The Waltons. The he, Waltons? He looked like a grandpa when he was on that show. He was not the grandpa on The Waltons? <clears throat> no, that was, uh, I forgot the guy's name. Well, in honor of Wilford Will Brimley. Will Greer was Dubbers. that actor's name. I'm sorry? She was doing her diabetes impersonation. I, I didn't um, cut I'm her done. off. Thank you. Oh, you're done? It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. There's a relationship expert that says you don't want to date guys in their 30s. Hmm. I've got the uh, story here, but who brought this up? I did. Why, don't, why 30s? Well, it's a the relationship expert. Well, my, the, my assumption is immediately, oh, she's striking out. Like, 
She just has a, a series of bad stories with dudes in there. Yeah, right. Like it's a personal thing. Yeah. This story is at buzzadamshow.com. Yes. So you could go over and see the details, but tell them a little bit about it. Well, she's 35, by the way. Yeah. So she's smack well, yeah. dab in the middle of her 30s. Yeah. That's like, like oh. me. It's like when I was in high school, I, I, you shouldn't date high school girls. Then when I'm in college, I'm like, you shouldn't date college girls. It's like every age is like the worst. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Well, you think she's bitter and unlucky. That's what, yeah, that's the assumption is like, yeah, well, she's 35. She's smack dab in the middle of it. And she's had five years already of just horrible dating in her 30s. Can't be good. But what she says is that guys in their 30s kind of fall into two different categories. You have married and off the market. So if you're if you're dating them and then you're the side piece. Yeah. Or available, but probably not looking for a commitment, because if they were looking for a commitment, they probably would have gotten married in their 20s yeah but if you get to your 30s and you've either gotten divorced already or you've never been married i think it's probably pretty common that you you target 40 like okay i'll settle down at 40 but -hmm. my 30s are still prime well she says target the guys in their 40s who have most likely been married and now now divorced what she says, and this is, this is a quote from her, and then she's talking about those guys in their Cheers. 40s who have been been divorced. She says they're great at old school dating, you know, like picking up the phone for a chat, only dating one person at a time, and they tend to be terrible at playing games. Sure, they may come with some baggage like the bitter remnants of a divorce and a few kids, but it also, Jeez. you oh my know, God. prostate problems and diabetes. But, <laughs> But she goes on to say, but it also means that they've proven that they aren't scared to commit, at least for a decent <laughs> amount of time. And a she decent? says that oh, and okay. she says that she's tried it and it's working for her. <sighs> Have I ever shared with you the age that in my life I found the worst for dating what? as a man? What? Whatever current age no, you are. No, no. <laughs> Eighteen. And I'll tell you why. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, Anybody yeah, your, your age. Guy. It wants to date a college guy, and maybe you're in high school, or maybe whatever it is, you're you're 18. Mm-hmm. Anybody younger than you, technically, it's illegal for you to, mm-hmm. to you yeah. know. I don't know what the law says about dating, but if you wanted it to go further than first base, you know, then oh, you're yeah. dealing with the law issue. So, like, well, and like a lot my of my girlfriend too. was 16 when I was 18. Yeah, and even back then, and this was, you know, times were different, but still, I was like. In the old timey times, yeah. In the old timey times, I was still like, uh, I am do I totally in you the were the older man. Yeah. Well, uh, I do remember legal? when What's I was in thing? high school, my friend was 17 and her boyfriend had just turned 19, and they didn't let her take him to prom because he was 19. Yeah, I think ours. I want my girlfriend too. to prom, but ours was. <laughs> we would go through those cases where, like, you had to be a student at our school. So even oh, if somebody okay, was dating yeah. somebody, somebody from another school. Oh really? Yeah. Oh no, yeah. They okay. told her because he, they all knew him. He was on like the football team, and they the but the administrators were still like, no, you're 19, you can't like. But I think there's a buffer. Wait, he was on the he was still in high school. At no, no, 19? no. Like everybody, he went to our <laughs> oh, high school. Oh, oh, oh. No, no, no. Gotcha. He went to our high school, so everybody, like all the administrators, knew him and they everything. Knew he wasn't now because she tried. Anymore. Her her parents went there and they asked, like, hey, like they've been dating for almost two, three years now. Like he wants to take her. This is her senior year. She's up for prom queen, and they were like, nope, he's nineteen. He can't. Now, if I'd have known then what I know now, I would have realized there was a whole other dating pool. 
when I was 18. The older lady. That would have been 30-year-old women. But I would have loved you. My assumption then was uh-huh. that a 30-year-old woman would have no... In- I mean, what could she possibly have an interest in an 18-year-old guy? Uh-huh. It wasn't later until I discovered MILF porn. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. it's like, what is it, I wonder? <laughs> and I always liked older ladies, too. I had a professor... Oh, really? In college, who was divorced. Ladies and I was out there, very interested. And I kind of got a vibe ladies. that she might have been interested. But oh, you got a vibe? <laughs> yeah, but I was too naive. You know, at the time, it was just like, well, you know, what could she buy? I can't even go to a bar. You know, I can't even buy a drink. She's like, we don't need a drink where we're going. So I really found <laughs> out a lot about. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it never happened. I mean, only in your if, fantasies. Yeah, only in my <laughs> fantasies, sure. I really got into it with some people that are part of the <coughs> QAnon community. I don't know if you know what QAnon is. No, nah, we're familiar with it. All right. What well, did you do? Uh, well, I just got into it with somebody talking about how, you know, you know, the stuff you hear, it's within days. There's going to be a big takedown. They're going to arrest Hillary. They're going to arrest Obama, not only for corruption, but also for being part of a global pedophile ring or whatever. Well, Clinton was on that Epstein plane an awful lot. Well, apparently so was Trump. I, I think everyone was except for us. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> there's so many a, pictures. I've never been on a private plane of anybody, uh, but... So the guy's going on and on, and he's, you know, Hillary this, and, you know, just really crazy ideation. So, and, but I would keep saying, listen, it sounds like you've fallen into this QAnon thing. Are, is that what's going on? And he would never come out and out say it until I said, all right, just give me a yes or no. Do you believe Tom Hanks fled the United States for Greece because he's about to be arrested for pedophilia? And his answer was, yes, absolutely. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. So another thing is, I, and I don't know, is, I guess there's a flight log, but I'm wondering, gee, do rich people, like, rent out their plane when they're not using it? Like, maybe it's a plane. I, I don't know how I private think, planes work because I'm not that. in that strata. Where, I thought <laughs> I heard that where they, just, I don't know if they rent them out, but I've. Loan them? Yeah, where it's like, hey, you got a rich friend. Like, yeah, take my plane, you know. So I guess that's one of the, well, his claim was that until I find out that you know the truth about Tom Hanks being on the plane. So it's like I do a Google search: Tom Hanks, Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, no! The first article from FactCheck.org is no, Tom Hanks never flew on Jeffrey Epstein's plane. I'm finding this group of people, and you know, not just them, but others, are really quick to throw out a wild accusation like a pedophilia mm-hmm. toward. Probably an innocent guy. And it turns out, uh, fact check Snopes, uh, the Washington uh, Post fact checker, like a lot of what they said is people are going after Tom Hanks because he came out saying, hey, I had COVID-19, you should probably wear a mask. That's all it takes to slander somebody with maybe the maybe the worst thing you could say. Like, I'd rather be called a murderer. Than a pedophile? Than, yeah, Absolutely. That used to be called slander or libel, I guess, until the internet came along, and now it's just trolling. But mm-hmm. it used to be a serious thing. And in the Bible, it was called bearing false witness. And it was a big enough deal back then that it made the top ten. 
on the Ten Commandments. Number nine was thou shalt not bear false witness. That was as bad as murdering somebody. And it's like people are so cavalier to throw that around. And I've also uh, learned that apparently Bill Gates is the most evil man in the world. And it's all about, well, do your research and find out about his connection to vaccines. So there, there was an article last week, Bill Gates pushes for vaccine funding. Yeah, this guy has was the richest man in the world at one point. I mean, he's got he's so much money because he's given it away. Money. Right. He's given away billions and billions of dollars. Some of it goes to vaccines in third world countries where kids still die of things that we don't die from in the Western world because we have vaccines. So a lot of it is vaccines and they've spun it into this whole libelous, slimy. From what I could tell, Bill Gates has done more than almost anybody else who's not a scientist. Uh, for alleviating some of these problems, but the way that they are just willing to malign people. You know, your reputation used to be the main thing you had in the world, you know. Uh, if somebody said something about you, it was a matter of honor. That's back in the days when they used to fight duels and stuff over this, you know, because it was taken so seriously. I'm not saying we should go back to the days of duels, but people should be a lot more careful with their words and what they're willing to throw out. So just to show that I'm not totally one-sided on this, somebody had sent me a picture, and it, it supposedly showed Donald Trump cuddling with uh, Jeffrey Epstein in the back of a limo. And it was like, hey, look, here's proof. You know, these two uh, you know, are cuddling around and being, you know, it's like, no, the head's not the right size. You know, the ages don't match up. It, it's like... Whatever side of the political aisle you fall on, you shouldn't be so loose with this kind of language. Because it's not only damaging to the person you're talking about, it's damaging to your reputation because now you're one of these type of people. And when you really think about it, it's almost as bad as what you're accusing these, which they're probably innocent of. It's probably worse that you're the type of person who would level those kind of unbased accusations so knock it off it's the buzz adams morning show podcast some schools have restarted not many but a few schools are already back in session so the ones that are and that are doing it in person i think it would be of interest to the rest of us you know just to find out well what's your experience going to be I, you know a lot of places you got two more weeks three more weeks i think we got a month before public school starts back where we live, but there's a school in Hancock County, Indiana, which is near Indianapolis. Schools, kids started back on Thursday. And one of the high school students tested positive for coronavirus on the very first day. So they're not shutting down, though. So maybe it'd be interesting. Here's one of the school officials uh, from the Hancock school system talking about how they are going to move forward uh, with somebody somebody testing positive on the very first day of school. We talked to the mayor of El Paso last week, and he seemed a little perturbed that the, the attorney general, Ken Paxton of Texas, had said school's got to start on, on the schedule that they were before, which would be sometime this month. And uh, DeMargo, who's mayor in El Paso, said that El Paso's decided to 
start school in person. Do, does anybody remember the specific date? It's early September. September 8th, I think. Yeah, September 8th might sound uh, right. But, you know, there have been threats that if schools don't start on time, they're going to pull federal monies, which, you know, is a big enough deal that, that schools would really have to think twice. It's like, well, we'd prefer not to open, but we probably can't get by without that without that federal money, so we're going to have to comply to doing something that we don't feel 100% safe about. On a related note, they did a nationwide survey of parents. So this is all 50 states, all across uh, the country, urban, rural, everything. 82% of parents nationwide said that they are very worried about sending their kids back to school. There were others that answered, well, somewhat worried and then, of course, some who said, you know, not worried at all, but 82% chose the very worried, which was the most severe option they were given about sending kids back to school. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on some of these places that are opening and see what they're dealing with. And, you know, if the if the opening of school in person were to roll out as badly as Major League Baseball has so far, I think we'd have... You know, some well, serious meetings. That so my question take. is, they say that a kid tested positive halfway through the day. Did they test the kid that day? Yeah. And like, was Did they the get kid the result that symptoms? quick? I don't I, you know, the the story that I read was not that in depth, <laughs> you know, but that's a good question. Maybe yeah. the results came in halfway through the day. Yeah. And then, I'll, yeah. Also, how did the kid get tested? Did the did the child have symptoms? So they tested to be safe and then possibly. And this is just speculation. They might have had like the temperature gun, mm-hmm. you know, and it but this that, is the thing, though, that they, they did they isolate the kid after that or did they let him go back to class or no, so, they they isolated him and then got him home. So he's got a quarantine. No, but I mean, like, oh, while after they, were, they t- before the results came back yeah, exactly you know? yeah that's yeah, my question those like, are great questions I, I, that's where i don't know i i just see a lot of outbreaks gonna happen i, I mean especially because kids maybe they and, and that's those that's someone who potentially was symptomatic imagine a child that's asymptomatic spreading it around well i'm sure you know kids as young as five and six are going to be able to social distance i mean look how good we adults are doing right yeah. mm. i do love though the what did they have one it was your kid's going to go to school with a batman mask and trade it with his buddy for a spider-man it's going to be happening all over it's the buzz adams morning show podcast and just like that, we're into the fifth and final hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show. It is the El Paso hour, and today is a, a very uh, somber anniversary, the one-year anniversary of the Walmart shooting. Happened a year ago today, and over at KLAQ.com, there are all kinds of articles and links. Uh, you can find out how this day is being commemorated because of COVID-19, there can't be any great, you know, coming together of people. We can't all get together in a stadium or an arena or anything like that. So, Lisa, what are some of the things that are going on in conjunction with the one-year anniversary of the Walmart shooting? Uh, well, we do have the drive through Luminaria Remembrance that is happening in Escarte. Uh, that is still going on tonight. So you can... Uh, Head down there, and it is a social distanced event. So there will be everyone's driving through, and uh, I did see that they did have uh, life size uh, floral uh, arrangements that look like people, like humans. 
uh, that has also been included in the Luminaria drive-through. Uh, the people of El Paso are being asked to go ahead and tonight do a luminary remembrance on their own uh, on your house. So if you're still isolating, still social distancing, this is something that you can participate with and um, just light a luminaria, put it outside of your, on your porch or outside of your front door. And everyone uh, this evening at eight 30 is being asked to uh, participate in that um, as well. Uh, but there was a, quite a few different events happening around town. Um, over the weekend, they had the Luminaria Walk they did in Cleveland, uh, Square Park, and then also uh, the El Paso Museum of History has all of the artifacts that were at the memorial site uh, behind the Walmart. They have those on display, and you can see them actually virtually uh, through their website, too, so you don't have to uh, be there in person. So if you're still trying to social distance and you're still trying to you know, uh, stay home as much as possible, there's other ways that you can still participate in this. Brandon has a post up, I guess uh, you saw something on ESPN over the weekend yeah. about the girls' soccer team that was fundraising outside of Walmart when the shooting happened. And the EP Fusion, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, they uh, two of their coaches were shot. One did not make it, and um, uh, the other one who was shot did survive. Here's a, a, you can see the video. Some of it could be upsetting. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't like go real graphic or anything but you know there are things that you probably want to know going in so just be forewarned it could be it could be difficult to watch i mean obviously if you want to check it out it's there for you but just you know and that's one of the things i think that that we just need to give people a heads up on today is that people should be able to dictate what sort of information and what sort of videos they're going to consume which is why i wanted to put this up is if you do want to watch it it's there for you well, I, I, and let that be a, you know, a, an alert. Uh, I wanted to play a little bit of the video because you had these kids who were under twelve, girls' soccer team. Uh, I, fortunately, I don't think any of the children uh, were. I mean, everybody was victimized, but but their co- one of their coaches ended up uh, losing his life. So here's a little bit of the story that ESPN did on the girls' soccer team. Right, so the 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 girls and some of their coaches and the parents, so they're are, they were taking photos and videos, you know, the the same day and just you know to shortly before it, yeah. the shooting. Well, you you know, when your kids are out doing anything, you want to take pictures and videos of them, yeah. little knowing uh, the horror that was about to go down. So, uh, Coach Memo uh, died, and one of the other coaches uh, was injured, and then. Uh, the local soccer team, the El Paso Locomotive, had them out, uh, you know, to go on the field and uh, honor the the kids. And, and what it turned up happening was, you know, a terrible mistake. Uh, so here's a little bit of what happened when the girls' soccer team was on the field at Southwest University Park. This video is pretty powerful because about half of the girls are are traumatized by the sound of this firework going off, and some of the other girls are trying to comfort the girls that are upset. This seems like a tragic uh, lack of communication, you know. Right. I, I understand fireworks are a thing that people enjoy seeing at the soccer games, the baseball games, and it's probably just like, well, that's just one of the things we do. It probably should have been communicated but, you know, to the team, hey, there are going to be fireworks. To prepare. But, 
But you know, even then, they should not have think had it right. I can understand. I'm not saying, well, they should have known better. No, yeah. you know, nobody would have thought of something like that. But the uh, the little girls, as the fireworks are going off, it's obvious that they, you know, had been existing on the edge of this this post traumatic stress that they had been under uh, f- from being there when the shooting took place. So you know, it, it turned out right as they said not to go so great. Uh, so you want to see that video? It's about seven minutes long, and like the players were were comforting the girls there on the field. You know, they got upset by the fireworks going off, but you know, just something uh, that I didn't know. You know, and I'd been in El Paso while all this was going on, following it day to day. That is yet another. Uh, worthwhile story for you to check out. So Brandon's got that posted. You can find it over at buzzadamshow.com and klaq.com. There's a House resolution bill uh, that still needs to be voted on that would make the El Paso Healing Garden at Escarity Park a national memorial. Uh, U.S. Representative Veronica Escobar uh, on Friday introduced the bill and also reminded her Uh, congressional colleagues that the anniversary was coming up. Here are some of the words uh, that Congresswoman uh, Escobar said on Friday. Quote, this wasn't only another tragic outcome of America's gun violence epidemic, but also a result of America's hate epidemic fueled by racism and xenophobia, as well as rhetoric coming from the most powerful leaders in the land. The El Paso community, uh, County Community Healing Garden in Escurity Park is a place for reflection. It has a plaque with the names of each victim. Uh, there's, a, there's a water feature there. And the legislation is called H.R. 7908, has the support of El Paso County Commissioner's Court. Uh, the commissioners voted back in August uh, to make the garden a national memorial so just some of the stuff that's going on it's uh yeah it is definitely a big day in el paso history it's a somber day and there are different ways that it's going to be commemorated so go to klaq.com you can find a lot of um a lot of links there also elpasostrong.com and I see that El Paso Strong logo that, that I see so often on shirts and has been uh, imitated, but was made by, by our, our good friends, Mocha. Uh, and you've got, they, they put that design on some other stuff, Lisa, that you brought by in the past uh, couple of days. Uh, yeah, they were handing out a few days ago decals as well as El Paso Strong uh, flags. I believe today they will be doing decals again. Uh, some sort of a giveaway, but uh, uh, you would have to check on their either pro- proper print Instagram or on Viva La Mocha. Our flag uh, fell. Our flag fell, but it. um, it's I think it looks like it's made to go on your car, right? Yeah, like uh, it fix is. It yeah, to your car. Yeah. So we're trying to fix it so people can see it, and you know, it's just yeah. Not but we did put the it. decal up on the window as well, um, so you can see that on the window behind. Great us. design! What an iconic uh, design, and I'm so proud of uh, Monica and Charlie. And everything that they've accomplished. It's, you know, the other side was that that, that design was almost immediately ripped off online. And people yeah. started putting it, you know, like cheap knockoffs. But find the original deal 
I don't know if they've been able to keep up with the demand for those, but I do see the they do have them. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I went and picked another one up on Friday, I believe, or Thursday when I picked up the flags for us. So yeah, they have shirts and. Uh, different things that are still available, uh, but they are, you um, probably want to call him beforehand because they know that they are dealing with, you know, the pandemic. So they're having it, uh, I think, curbside pickup or you can order them online. Uh, and what was the contact there? Uh, Viva La Mocha Instagram, or you can also proper print shop. Uh, is where you can look. And also today is uh, August 3rd, which uh, the city of El Paso has declared uh, Act of Kindness Day. So that is also something else that they are um, observing to remember uh, the victims of the shooting. Um, and so they're saying do something kind, whether it be something small, buy the coffee for the person behind you, or uh, maybe just pull the trash cans out for an elderly neighbor, whatever you can, just do something to, uh, to be kind to others. Changing uh, gears here for a second, uh, James Hatfield is having a birthday today. The lead singer of Metallica is 57, and uh, here's a little tribute that Jim Brewer did. I guess Jim Brewer, like part of his career, in addition to comedy and everything else he does, is being the uh, like the warm-up guy for Metallica, or that's the way it was when they came to El Paso. Mm-hmm. I mean, not right now because the pandemic. And but- my ticket hookup, too. He was didn't great. he get? Didn't he upgrade you so uh-huh. that you guys got like he snuck, super great seats? He, it's the Metallica Day miracle. <laughs> he snuck the whole family in, man. Because I because I went and picked him up. Um, because remember he was running late the day before. He was supposed to come on the show and he was running super late. So I hopped in my car. I picked him up. I brought him in. And as we were driving back, he was like, "So you're going to the show tomorrow, right?" And I was like, "Nah." I, Got married last year. We saved all our money for that. Couldn't afford tickets. And he goes, don't worry about that, man. He goes, just text I got you, bro. He goes, just text me tomorrow, and and I'll, I'll get you in. Sweet. And he ended up getting uh, me, my wife, and my daughter all in, hanging out in his uh, green room, which is basically a closet. <laughs> uh, and then as we were sitting there, because I, I had gotten the two tickets from the station because we had a raffle. And I won that raffle. You were the winner of the station tickets? Yeah. Awesome. So he's like, well, you only have two tickets and there's three of you. Because where are you guys going to sit? And I was like, I don't know. I hadn't really thought that far ahead. Like, we just kind of, you know, we'll ju- we just figured we would um, figure it out from here. And he goes, hold on. He goes, just follow me. I'll get you guys in a good spot. So he walked us down the ramp, the one that Metallica came out of. And he takes us. So it's the um, that central stage set up. So they have the barricades all the way around the uh, the floor and the um, the the seating. So he sneaks us right behind the barricade. And he goes, "Just chill right here, man." So that's where we sat for the whole show, down on the floor, right behind the barricade. And just like that, it was a Metallica Day miracle. Man, he was he he came back like five minutes later. He's like, "Do you guys need anything? <laughs> I can run and get you guys waters." And I was like, "Absolutely." So he he ran. <laughs> Backstage, he grabs us waters. He comes back, and he's like, "Hey, I'll just come check on you guys every now and then. Make sure you think, make sure you guys are all good." And he goes, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. I'll be right back." And then he runs backstage, and he comes out with a piece of paper, and he goes, "This is their set list for tonight. I took this from their uh, dressing room. Here you go." Oh my God, do you still have it? Absolutely. Well, here is uh, in honor of James Hetfield's birthday. Happy fifty seventh to uh, James Hetfield. Here's Jim Brewer. <laughs> and that's true. Have you ever heard the supercut of of James Hetfield saying Doing "yeah" the, in yeah. songs? Yeah, 
I'll tell you what, let's take a break. And when we come back, they're, they're in honor of uh, the life of Wilford Brimley, the great character actor. Who Not only that, he had a super interesting life, even if he'd never been in a commercial. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a bodyguard for Howard Hughes, yeah. the crazy billionaire. Did you know that? I did know like, that. Like, you really seem to be up on your Wilford Brimley. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So there was a there's a hilarious video that was so filthy, there's no way you could air it. Except I found a way. Uh-oh. So the, the X-rated Wilford Brimley uh-huh. version of Ice Ice Baby is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Wilford Brimley passed away at the age of 85. Somebody in the chat said when the movie The Thing came out, I don't... Uh-huh. You can do the math. That movie came out like in 79, 80. 82, maybe? It said Wilford Brimley was, what did they say, 40, 40 years old when that came out. Is he that possible? The same. It's like he looked the same then as he did recently. Yeah, right. So if he's 85, in, he would have been 45 in 1980, if that's when it came out. What I'm saying is he has never looked like a young man. I bet if there's like a first grade picture of him, he's got that walrus mustache. And he looks just the like glasses. Wilford Brimley. Right? He's like, uh, hey, uh, Wilford missed his uh, first day of second grade. What's going on? Yeah, he had to stay home. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll have the super X rated uh, super cut of Wilford Brimley on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Oh, El Paso Day of Kindness Day is already I working know. in my favor. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to tear it. Brandon, you're about to get it too. Boom! Don't say anything in case he doesn't. He'll feel oh, bad. Right. Oh, no. You mean uh, our glorious George coming in oh, here? Oh, yeah. Don't say anything else. Don't say anything else. Because maybe not everybody else gets the royal treatment like us. But these are worth their weight in gold. Mm-hmm. Gold to me. I'll hold it up for the camera. Deliciousness. Thank you, George. Maybe this could be a segment. If you like blank, you'll also like blank. Hmm. Oh, interesting. All right. So, Brandon. Yes. Did you like Vikings on history? I do. I kind of watch it in spurts, though. I'm still only on like season three. It's very yeah. shortly after the the raid of France. And then it sits there, and then I'll has watch Rollo a bit become more a nobleman and, yet, or is that uh, that's happen? right? Yeah. That's right where I'm at. Uh, yeah, it gets good. Uh, have you met his younger, like Ragnar's younger children, especially Ivar yet? I, I think they're babies. babies. You no, know, no, wait till they're wait till they're grown. That's some good stuff. So here's if you like Vikings on history, mm-hmm. you might like Norsemen on Netflix. Is it out? Is it out? Norseman, yeah. Because I thought it was still to be released. I thought it was a spinoff. Am I saying it wrong? No, I think I got it right. It's a comedy. But it plays on a lot of the tropes. Like They, the, they have one character that, that actually looks like Lagertha. But it's not supposed to be the same characters. But it's really, really funny. Like, everything is a very casual kind of, you know, Scandinavian conversation. It's like, mm-hmm. so I was thinking I would challenge you, oh. you know, to a, 
I was I was mixed up. Probably summer blowout. There's a Netflix show called Valhalla. Have you seen it? No. Oh, that was from Frozen. Okay. Well, it sounds like it could be something from Norseman. Big summer blowout. Yeah. So Valhalla is a spinoff of Vikings. It's going to be on Netflix. That's where I was really? confused there. Yes. Like a direct spinoff. Uh-huh. It says here... Any of the same actors and actresses? Um, I don't, well, Probably not, because it says here, set over 100 years after the events of Vikings, the yeah. end of the Viking Age draws even uh, ever closer as the Kingdom of England stands tall against the Scandinavian raiders after the death of King Edward the Confessor. Three lords make claim to the English throne, changing the future of England forever. That's one of those shows where because I watched it, I feel like I'm kind of an expert on like Viking like in history. The crown. Like that, yeah, like yeah. that in the crown. Not really, <laughs> but like somebody who actually studied it but didn't pay very close attention. I feel like I've got that level of understanding of uh you know, Ragnar Lothbrook and who who Rollo was and all that stuff. But anyway, uh check it out if you uh if you liked Vikings, you may like Norsemen on Netflix. All right, here is a tribute to Diabetes, Wilford Brimley. <laughs> but, diabetes. So I've got to mute the video, <laughs> and then I did uh, a remix so that it, it doesn't curse. But And it, it's not going to matter to most people listening on the radio anyway, but... All right, there you go. That's uh, Ice Ice Brimley. Iconic. So, uh, Wilford Brimley was a rancher, a rodeo rider, a blacksmith. He was a bodyguard for the millionaire Howard Hughes. Mm-hmm. In the 60s, he started working as an extra on TV westerns like Gunsmoke and Bonanza. See, I, I've got to look that out. Like, Wilford Brimley on Bonanza, he had to have been like 20 Guarantee you he looked at least 70. (laughs) He went on to a pretty legendary acting career with memorable parts in movies like Cocoon, The Firm, Absence of Malice, The Natural, The Thing, The China Syndrome. He was also a recurring uh, character on The Waltons. And he starred on the NBC drama Our House from... Oh, I remember that one. My mom watched that one because it had... Our House. No, 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 no. I don't know, maybe... very, very fine house. I don't remember if they used that as a theme, but it had the... Our House in the middle middle of of our street. street. No, No, definitely wasn't that. No. It had the actress who played Dr. Marlena. No. Didn't it have Shannon Doherty? Did it? Like when she was little? She posted a picture, and I don't know if it was from... Anyway, the lady was one of the stars of Days of Our Lives, which my mom was a big fan of, so we watched Our House. Diabetes. In the middle of us. Series of commercials for Liberty Medical. Oh, and don't forget Quaker Oats. Do you remember those? Mm -hmm. Quaker Oats commercials? Wilford is survived by his second wife, Beverly, and three sons. All right. No word on the exact cause of death, but his agent says that he suffered with a a number of issues. He was on dialysis, so probably diabetes at least was a contributing factor to whatever took uh, Wilford Brimley away. Godspeed. Well, what's the latest with TikTok, uh, Joanna? 
Well, Real quick, before you get into that, we're going to have another. We got to do a uh, sports update because okay. there's been a big buyout. Yep. In professional sports, let's just say it okay. involves football mm-hmm. okay. and wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, among other things. <laughs> okay. So what's uh, right what have you been through these past forty-eight hours or so? Oh. Hearing about TikTok. I mean, they're really talking like they're going to get rid of it. You're not going to yeah. be able to get on TikTok if in the U.S. anymore. Because the headlines I kept reading said he's going to ban it as early as Saturday. And so I thought, well, this is it for TikTok. I woke up Saturday morning to a um, notification from TikTok that said a message from the TikTok community. And it was like, no, we're not going anywhere. Well, that's not, a, not according to this guy. Oh. So that was from Friday. And how would they ban? I mean, is there, like, what's the procedure? Does anybody know? Like, they can just throttle. Well, it's like China, you know, they don't have Google in China. True. true. They don't have Facebook or, or. No, they don't have Facebook. They don't have freedom over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So, what is the, what's the big concern? I, I tried to look into it. And what it seems like is, oh, the, the Chinese Communist government just has free access to your personal your data your information right which sounds like every tech company that you sign up for which has facebook has done that already right and hasn't facebook and some of the others already shared like personal information with uh with our government that they leaked it it wasn't shared it wasn't voluntarily it was leaked yeah okay and then all right mark zuckerberg was like my bad I'm not defending the Chinese uh, communist government, but what it sounds like, why don't we just make our own version of TikTok? I mean, the Chinese have ripped off American tech enough. Mm-hmm. Like, they've got a Chinese version of Google. I don't know what it's called, but they don't want us, our, you know, tech. Well, they want our tech. They just want to be able to control it. So they've got that. What's the thing they have that instead of Facebook they have? I don't know what it's called. Yeah, they have a version, though, of it. So <laughs> if people love TikTok so much, it doesn't look that complicated. I'm sure people could crack the crack that egg and get some kind of American. They yeah. could call it Talk Tick, <laughs> Talk <laughs> right? Tick. Why do you love it so much? It's entertaining. I mean, just make the case. It's uh, like, how is it different from a Vine or a... It's like the Vine, but Vine doesn't exist anymore, so... Everybody kind of went over to TikTok. Yeah, it's like, hey, you know that thing that failed? We're going to recreate it and get everybody excited for it again. Well, it worked. It I mean, works, that tells me. Why did Vine go out of business in the first no, place? Because it was the same thing. Is that It was really popular at the beginning, and then it just died out. Yeah, we just got to wait for this to die down a bit. Okay. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Check out our website, which is klaq.com. And a lot of links there to uh, different ways that people are marking the one-year anniversary of the Walmart shooting. We got, mm-hmm. you know, some videos. Brandon put the one up about the uh, the little girl soccer team that was fundraising outside when that terrible, tragic event happened. And uh, you can find uh, lots of information about what's going on today, the one-year anniversary of the Walmart shooting. Well, we have an update in sports, so let's go ahead and get to 
Another round of sports news with Brandon Coates. Good morning, Brandon. Well, we're about limited to just the one story because my computer just oh. crapped out. Right. So, but I can talk about the, the breaking news this morning <clears throat> that had to do with the XFL being purchased. The Rock and Ooh. an investment group. They have purchased the XFL for $15 million. That sounds like, well, it could be a bargain, but they never really played any. Did they ever play any games? The XFL, yeah, yeah they, were they have a good. season. They were doing, they oh, were yeah, doing no, good, right? They, they they had the team in Dallas that had like Landry Jones as yes. a quarterback. That was XFL, yeah. And the XFL was doing really good. It was, I mean, obviously it's not going to compete directly with the NFL, but it was a, it was a quality product that you got to see on the field, and um, yeah, it was just it was one of those situations that um, COVID hit and it really just kind of disrupted everything. So the yeah, rock, of course it's not going to compete with the NFL only uh you know a complete business novice would try and compete directly against the NFL with another football league right? it would be stupid enough to do that yeah. well the XFL um I mean they, they were showing some promise but of course COVID hit so then the league ended up folding Vince McMahon the owner uh he basically just kind of I'm not sure the exact business terminology but he was like look I'm, I got to get rid of this thing and there was rumors that one of the reasons he had done that, it was a bankruptcy filing, it was so that he could buy it back on the cheap. And I guess he was originally going to do that. And then he decided, no, I'm not. And so it was uh, The Rock and his investment group, um, Redbird Capital Partners, that purchased it for $15 million. Well, I could certainly see having The Rock attached, especially when whenever it is that they're able to resume or, or want to get another season going on. You know, you bring The Rock in, you have him show up at some of the local TV and stuff mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. some of the local events, and you're automatically going to have some interest in the product. And I guess a- enough people watch some of the XFL games that there's some interest there anyway. Yep. Not to mention, look at him with his tequila company. When he first started that tequila company, he was going and driving himself to the different random markets. I mean, he was in, I forgot which market, but it was some random East Texas, like some little town. Lufkin. I, I, I'll have to find the video, but he wait, drove wait, him. So, so he would drive? Yeah. Would, okay. Well, because think about it this way. It, for him, one, uh, probably when he is hitting like a, like a certain area, like a little market, he would probably just hop and get in the car and it's easier for him to drive around to the locations than it is for him to fly from, you know, one from West Texas, let's say, over to Albuquerque, something like that. It's easier for him to just drive. And he said, he was like, it's so I can meet the people. The people are going to be you know, consuming my product. So he's a good spokesperson to have because you know he's going to do the legwork. All right. Did anything else come up as far as sports goes? Or have we got it covered there? Well, that was pretty much the thing. And then yeah. my everything else, like the computer literally just died. So how, well, just from what you remember, did did baseball take some lumps over the weekend? Well, the a Marlins, couple of players opted out. The Marlins are are now at zero positive tests. The Cardinals have had a few uh, positive tests pop up. And you went Cespedes of the uh, New York Mets kind of just disappeared. And everybody's concerned, and it just turns out he has ultimately opted out of uh, playing this season. It was kind of mysterious. Like he just absolute tear. He just yeah. The Yankees uh, yesterday were. I don't know if they played yesterday, but 
they were Yo, they, five and one. So are they six and one? They're now? seven and one at this seven point. Seven and one. Now. Yeah, they have the uh, best record in Major League Baseball at seven and one. They're followed up by the Chicago Cubs at seven and two. My Minnesota Twins at seven and two as well, and the Colorado Rockies coming in at seven and two. So those are your your top teams right now. But yeah, Aaron Judge has just been a monster so far for the Yankees. Well, there are some fans that that definitely want to see the season at least finish up and and have a World Series of some kind because they feel like the Yankees are going to be a strong, strong uh, candidate to win this year. Well, um, this video is actually a couple years old, but it kind of went viral again because because it it showed up on TikTok, but it's uh, a mom who they're calling a Karen, even though we know her name isn't Karen. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what it was, Joanna, the mom at the wedding? Judy. Yeah, it, she's a Judy, but they're calling her a Karen nonetheless. So it's not brand new, but the uh, the bride, the groom are up there. She's the mother of the groom. And I guess what we don't see on the video is the bride had said, you know, I love you despite your flaws. And that just brought all the rage right to the surface because that's where it picks up. I, I like thought how that was the beginning. Everyone's like, "Oh, it's a joke!" Right, everybody, even the, the bride, like the you can leave, Judy. The guy, the guy <laughs> doing the ceremony, whether it's it looks like it's in a church. Mm-hmm. The bride's wearing a gown. Mm-hmm. The groom's wearing a tuxedo of some kind. Yeah. The mom who's upset is wearing basic shorts and a blouse. Yeah. It's like she didn't she dress like up she's at ready all. Ready to go on a cruise. Yeah. I'm, she probably was like, "Oh, fine. I guess I'll go to the stupid wedding." I'm completely Where interested in what the dynamic was because. They must have had some kind of uneasy truce. It's like, you can come if you pay for my dress and keep it buttoned, Judy. (laughs) (laughs) To his credit, the groom, the son... Sided with the wife. Sided with the wife. Good move there, dude. (laughs) Can you imagine? I just want to know so much. Yeah. Yeah. What what was this guy's childhood like? (laughs) Was this the type of thing where if he didn't get to start on the baseball team, his mom went down and jumped all over the coach? He is perfect. I mean, I have... have You don't say my son committed an error. Uh, He he had like nine errors. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, so, okay, so it turns out they... This happened a few years ago, but she barely put it up on TikTok now. Oh, oh, oh I see. <laughs> nice. I was like, where's this been? <laughs> <laughs> no. So, yes. Uh, the girl's name is Sarah Ragsdale. She's from California. Sounds like somebody else was on the rag. Oh, jeez. Uh, so, it says she captioned the video, my sister's wedding a few years ago. Her mother-in-law has always hated her. Yeah. She's just one of those mothers-in-laws that uh, feel like my sister is taking her son away. So it's, oh, she's all, her mother-in-law sat there as they finished the ceremony, then went outside. So I guess they calmed her down after this, and she sat back down. And then says they waited until they went outside to take photos, and she started stuff with her again. Outside? Yeah, when they were trying to take the wedding photos. How did they stop recording this? Because you heard whoever was <laughs> recording it, you could hear them chuckling. Mm-hmm. That's they probably were the sister. A good time. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I could just assume that's the sister's like, oh, man, you want this? That's amazing. Yeah. And Are they says, still married? The groom can be heard in the video telling his mother, you have the flaws right now. You don't know how to act like an adult. That was the groom talking to mm-hmm. his mom. I wonder if that's the first time he ever stood up to her or if he <laughs> stood up to her before. I have so many questions for oh, this girl. So many questions. Sarah Ragsdale. 
We need to ask. Track her down. Get her on the air. I want to find out like how the couple's doing and everything. Yeah, find her. Invite her on. Talk name. I just saw it right now. Well, you guys coordinate that later. Oh, S Rags one three. Have a great Monday, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow.